This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rolling. We back. All right. So as you were saying, when men get into a thing, yeah, and they care about something, uh-huh. they really care about. Just think about how men treat their cars, okay? <laughs> just think about that. A man will treat their car that they love. They love the car. Mm. They'll treat them better than they treat themselves. Uh-huh. You know how women treat dogs really nice for some odd reason, right? They men, the moment we start caring about something, that's it, right? Oh no. I can't be having my car drive on a regular road. You know it's bad for the shocks. I never even heard of shocks before. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like I said, I think what the way we define soul ties or soulmates and stuff is different. So that's why maybe we just see it differently. Yeah, I think everything is a choice. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to say I don't think that there are, like I said, divine relationships that exist. But even then... So I, I have a friend who's from, uh, you know, your area of the world. And uh, <laughs> you say it like that. I couldn't remember the name of the Yes. Uh, okay. Actually, yeah, he is actually from Bakersfield. <laughs> and he's Indian? He's Indian-ish. <laughs> What's that mean? He might, have been, he might be from Bangladesh or something. Uh, okay. Something like that. But he's Desi. What does that mean? From that region. So Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, Desi. Pakistan. Okay. Pakistan. That's where he's from. And so there's one time I saw him and he was like bags under his eyes and just, just toe up. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I miss my girl. And him and the girl broke up and she had moved to like Europe mm-hmm. for like a year and a half or something. And he was just toe up. You would imagine that there was nobody else in the world for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now things have changed. Oh, uh, on to the next. <laughs> you know, that's why to me, yes, I think you can potentially have a soulmate. It, mm. it, it's true. But I think that there's a, it's a pick of the, from the litter. You know, I think, I think you have to make the active decision to say, you're my true, uh, soulmate. I'm going to act this way because I care about you. I can see that. I can see that. I also think that uh, you like when you th- when we're thinking about stuff that's not necessarily in our mental capacity to understand, like when we're talking about like God or like soulmates and stuff like that. I think there's a spiritual aspect to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that you personally as a human have to put yourself in a certain place, both emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And understanding wise to be able to receive those type of things as well. Mm-hmm. So where maybe you call it a choice, uh, I, I'm probably thinking of it the same way, except it's more like you've put yourself in a certain place to be able to find that, right? Where you're open, where you've opened yourself to be able to receive that type of depth in a relationship. You know what I, I've made a decision on? What's that? And I think that, Men have to make that decision. It's uh, fatherhood. I can't wait to be a dad. I <laughs> can't wait. I will. I can't wait. But they got to come out like four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no babies. Yeah. Well, you just say you're gonna get some milk. Yeah, yeah. Come back. Well, I want to see the. I want to see them. You just don't want to have to take yeah, care. Yeah, just the, the thing. So a friend of mine, I went to her house the other day, and she's telling me about how she puts the baby inside of the mattress. And I said, I don't have instincts. 
I would take the baby, I put it at the edge of the couch, and I'd be like, okay, you're going to fall asleep or what's going to happen? But it's, she puts it inside of the mattress. It's like a snuggy mattress. And they have to look at a light. When they look at the light, it tells them if it's playtime, if it's mm-hmm. bedtime, all this stuff. You're like training the kid. I would have never, ever known that. But as a guy, I did. The only thing I know is that I made the decision that I'm going to be okay once that comes. Right. But you know when you're in your mid-20s, early 20s, mid-20s, that's like the scariest thing in the world. To some people. It was to me. Yeah, but you weren't in that mindset. Some people in their 20s, they are... Um, different cities, different <coughs> states. Yeah, or just like different places in their life where they want that. They're in a relationship. You know, so being out of a relationship and having a kid is much scarier than obviously being with somebody that you know you're going to want to be with and having a kid, right? I still want to do it after marriage, though. Of course. Yeah, I'm not. Like and I'm sure, like, you know, there's different. So I have, like, my best friend, he, him and his wife have a very traditional type of setup when it comes to how they raise their children. Like, what does that mean? So he's away working most of the time. The wife's taking care of most of the, like, mommy duties and things of that nature. He still, you know, helps out when he can. Like, he, he enjoys little things like giving her a bath, giving yeah. his daughter's baths, and, like, he'll change diapers and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's very much her job is to take care of the kids. His job is to make sure that there's enough money to give them the lifestyle that they that they want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, the traditional quote-unquote way and now it's becoming more like 50 50 partnerships and stuff because women also are breadwinners as well and they're working and stuff like that the whole stay-at-home mom thing is you know some women look down upon that where you know my 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 mom was like that was everything she wanted was to you know just be a stay-at-home mom and you know she did extremely well with that so but yeah i mean it looks like maybe in your your but you you want the ambitious woman with also, the ability to, at least from zero to four, take care of all of the baby duties. So, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I, li- I like to say this. If life is doing me well, mm-hmm. then uh, I'm, I'm okay with you being CEO of the children. I'm going to tell you why. There's a lot of adults that needed that. Yeah. And... Uh, what do you... They needed a full-time mom. Okay, gotcha. Or a full-time parent. And to me, I think things is a business, Mm -hmm. right? Your household is your business. Mm -hmm. And uh, children these days are growing up to be more and more monstrous. So they are. They're awful. Uh, I don't know if they're awful as much as there's a lot more. um, There's a lot a lot more things that you need to be aware of as sure. far as like size heavy. So, so like, for example, social media is this whole animal in itself. Mm. Uh, the type of like <clears throat> Coco, the show Coco melon literally like is an addictive show to children where it, it engages the same type of receptors, the serotonin release and things like that, that people who are addicted to alcohol or addicted to drugs like the same type of feeling they get from using their vice uh-huh. is what cocomelon gives the ki- kids listen to this that's a great point i was a sort of a latchkey kid for a little bit of time mm-hmm. at, at one period of time being a latchkey kid my grandparents were home but they were just like downstairs nobody's really watching you mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want right you were not exposed to all this stuff right and luckily uh, the things we were exposed to, we weren't crazy enough to want to try t- all those things. Right. I know some people were, but I know I wasn't. But that's because I had the fear of my mother in, instilled inside <laughs> of me. You know, you're not going to come from another country to work this hard for me to mess it all up. Right. So I had respect. I noticed that the children these days don't. So I see, I say this. If I am going to put kids on this earth they're going to have to be raised very, very well. So your ambition that you had, like you said, I want an ambitious woman. Yeah. But maybe you might have to be ambitious about being a really great mom. Right. I also don't want to be the dad that's just like not there at all for the first four or five years. Mm-hmm. I do want to be there because <clears throat> I like babies. I just don't like when I don't know what to do with them. Right. You know, but I'm also open to learning. I'm open to doing all this stuff. I'm just not going to wake up in the middle of the night. You got to figure that out. <laughs> but, 
I think you'll be surprised how much your instincts actually come into play, man. It's wild. I, I, I've, I've seen it sometimes with children, but I definitely, when I had my dog, it was wild. Like certain instincts that I was just like looking back, I was like, how did I know to do that? Like, I remember there was this one time where I had, I was walking my dog and then there was uh, this other, you know, <coughs> dog that was like kind of moving in to like sniff because you know how dogs sniff and stuff like that. And <coughs> I don't know, like this, the way this dog was coming at my dog, like it just, it was just off. Like I wasn't thinking of it actively, but just in one swoop, like I like just picked up my dog right when the dog was getting close to my dog. Not, this was an active thought. It was just straight instinct. And then that dog like snapped at my dog. And I literally wasn't thinking like actively, like this dog is aggressive. It was just like an instinct. And I've seen that even with like my, my friends, daughters and stuff like that, like they're babies right now. And like, there's just certain things that you just know, like you can see, oh, they're running a certain way. Like they're about to trip off of this. They're about to hit their head. And oh, like, you sure. just put your hand where they're and like you say, like, it's just not something that you're thinking actively. It's just an instinct that you have. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll, you'll be surprised. I'm sure once you, once it's your child and like, you know, that all these feelings that you have right now is thinking about it like you're right. imagining but once you're actually there right. like that i think that instinct will especially because you're open and you want to be a father yeah like your instincts will be on overdrive see that's the thing that little stuff sure okay if somebody comes and is threatening okay then i'll have to shoot but <laughs> but i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking more about like 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 next level baby stuff like sleep training you know yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even like think to try a different thing. I would just put him inside of the thing. I'd be like, "Yo, go to bed." Yeah, but Kelby, you're. This is all with the way society and technology is right now, right? There's thousands mm. of books on all this kind of stuff. When our, when we were when we were when we were growing up, do you think our parents knew about sleep training? Nah, it was just passed down from generation to generation. How you supposed to, you know, do do like raise your kids like or right. sleep all that kind so it's like that's there and i'm sure there's like efficient ways that have been scientifically proven and you know all that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. there's also just like In, yeah. that haitian like <laughs> folklore you know what i mean like yeah. your mom's gonna say you know Make sure you burn a coconut. Like that's like, you know, like burn all that a coconut. That's in our culture. Really? Like if there's if they're like sick or if there's like um like they're anxious or something to like get away the, the evil spirits and stuff, you like do this ritual where you really? uh where you like burn a coconut and like fend off all the evils. Like there's stuff like that that like my mom my mom used to get uh drink like a certain like thing with milk and eggs and stuff like that so that we would come out more light skin you know what i mean like certain things like that like there's all of these different like they like just that are passed down so i'm sure like once you I get goodness. into that zone uh -huh. once you get into that mode like you'll just there's that but there's also like just you were fine i'm sure you, you didn't go through any kind of sleep training i don't, I don't know i wasn't really cognitive yeah, but I mean, if you ask your mom, if you, really if you yeah, ask yeah. your mom right now, like she'd be like, "What is sleep training? <laughs> Twin, you for what? You went to bed <laughs> when you were crying. I put you to sleep." Yeah. Like. <laughs> Me crying, yeah, right. I came out the womb hard, good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I was slapping all them nurses. Yo, what up? No, no? Dude, you <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but that's an exciting thing that I think is coming up soon. Probably in the next three, four years. That's pretty soon, bro. That is pretty soon. It depends, like, if, how life is treating me. It's all and about also, money. also, like, so that means you're probably very focused on the type of women that you're dating, too, if that's, yeah. like, a goal in the next few years. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be okay if I had the first one at, like, 34, 35. I'm but, only 26. And you're, but you're, you're not that's the sex. type to have baby mamas, right? In the sense, like. Oh, no. So, like, you got to be secure in your relationship to be able to. For sure gotta be it's gotta be my soulmate your soul choice that yes <laughs> it all comes down to choice life is about choices so it's not about a soulmate it's about a soul choice who did i decide to mate with there you go who did i choose soul. yeah yeah but uh i know sabal said he never wants to have any kids it's just a bunch of dogs no i don't have kids you want to yeah 
Snart. Dude, your answer changes like every week. No. I'm not okay with kids right now. Definitely not in a good place to have kids. What do you think about when people say, remember Estrella? He told me that no one is ever going to be in a perfect situation to have children. Just That's have true. them. It's like, why wait for marriage? Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't no. advocate that. Well, what I'm saying is, um, there's, yeah, there's never going to be the perfect time, so you might as well just do it. But I think there's a difference between planning, like, because, you know, if you're planning to have a kid, obviously finances and all that kind of stuff are going to be. Yeah, there. that's I'm sure like if there's like if there's a quote unquote accident, right? <clears throat> that's different. right? That, at that point, you got to just deal with what it is. How do you have an accident in 2022? The you want it. protection doesn't work. The, okay. the yeah, that, I think that's the main thing. Right? Protection doesn't work. Or you just choose not to use it. Well, that's I mean, prote- pull out protection method. isn't protection isn't always just condoms, right? Even like people that have like IUDs or are on on the pill. Like I, I met a girl um, recently that she has her kid. They she was on birth control, and it didn't work. So they had a kid with her husband. She was married, but they, she was still on birth control because they weren't planning on having kids at, at that point yet. Or in her mind, she didn't ever want to have kids. Her birth control, uh, she still got pregnant even off of birth control. So they had the kid. She didn't want to get rid of it? No. You want some? So I would love to have kids, but I'm also like, so when I was in my early mid-20s, like I wanted to have kids so bad. Like I used to dream about it. I used to like dream about being a father, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm like 38, I'm like, I don't know if that's in my cards. You know what I mean? Because yeah. so I just... I'm not as obsessed about it. I think I would be a great father. Like, I would really enjoy, you know, being a father and stuff like that. But it's not something that I think about actively because I, I don't know if that's something that's your age? for me. My age, just like <clears throat> stability of a relationship. I'm like you. I, I want to be married they gotta be right. and all that kind of stuff. So for me, like, I don't know if I'll ever get married. So if I don't think I'm ever going to get married, yeah. then I don't think I'll ever have kids because I wouldn't want to have a baby out of wedlock. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, but I did speak with somebody recently who had their kid at 40, and he was so grateful about having his child at 40. Mm-hmm. He was just like, if I had it at any other point in my life, I would not have been ready. It, and he just was so grateful for that experience of being a d- new dad at 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? You never know. If yeah. uh, Michael Jackson's sister, Janet, could have her kid at 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, it's not about, like, for me. Age, but it's all about yeah. your, your lifestyle situation. Exactly. Like, it, it, and it's really weird, Kelby. Like, I used to dream about being married, dream about having kids, all that kind of stuff. Those dreams don't happen anymore. Of course. Like, it's weird. Like, even if I try to force myself, you know how, like, sometimes you're laying in bed, you're like, I'm going to dream about this, and you, like, force yourself. It doesn't even pop off, like, even yeah. when I force myself. So it's like, I don't know if I've mentally trained myself to just because – like protect your happiness like don't disappoint yourself sure. by like that or if it's just genuinely just like a different understanding that i have about life now where i'm just like if it happens i'll, I'll give my 100 percent and make sure that it happens but you know until that point i'm not gonna like overly think about it because it's not in my control so why are you dating so i date like i i feel like i'm dating with the purpose but i also date based off of what's in front of me <laughs> which is kind of like bad too because it's like Situational. Situational, which obviously isn't, doesn't make sense if I'm dating with a purpose. That's the only option you have. Is to date with a purpose? No, to date within your situation. Right. But now you have to make your situation, you have to define it. Right. So you talked about something a few weeks ago when we did um, an episode where you're like, you ask all of these questions right away. Like, you don't waste time. Like, you're not even going to waste time if, like, the morals, values, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm is not there for me i still i don't i'm not i'm i know i'm not doing it that way i learned a lot from when you were saying that and i was looking back and i'm like yeah like i'm not taking it as serious as kelby's taking it yeah which is probably why i'm not getting the same results like because you're engaged with the bbl now so you know like um so i'm not getting those same results from my relationships or my ass um but uh but yeah so right now i just I really just enjoy experiences, man. And I think that a lot of it probably comes from my relationship, like just with my culture and my parents. And it's so like 
it's so, I guess, pressed upon you that it's kind of like. Yeah, you reject everything that's forced upon you. Yeah, maybe. Just it could like be that, or it could just be, like, the fact that I'm Morty, the disappointment, quote-unquote disappointment child and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now I'm just going to live for myself. Like, why why um, focus on what's going to make somebody else happy, you know? Yeah, you know, that's not the way to go. It's not the way to go to make somebody else happy. And, you know, we ha- we come from foreign families right so that's that is the <laughs> formula in a foreign family make your parents proud of you right and yeah you want to do that but you also want to do it your own way sure um, we're in a whole different country we're in a whole different uh, culture right and whatever they uh, ultimately your parents are going to be proud of you if you are not in prison if you're not a hood rat and <laughs> you know and if you're doing something that makes you happy and right. it's fruitful um, it may not be what their image was for you, right. but once they realize that you are happy, it changes everything for them. It's sure. like when their uh, the racist grandpa has a mixed grandchild, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Dang, I used to hate those blacks, but <laughs> my granddaughter is just so cute." <laughs> you know what I mean? He, uh, all of a sudden, your situation changes. Right. But uh, I understand, like living for the moment and everything like that. But the thing I really, really, really don't like is that moments are just so short. Yeah, you know, I hate that. But you know how, like, we talked about before the your ability to, like, rebound or reset? Mm-hmm. Remember I told you, like, it doesn't take me a long time to just move on to the next because mm-hmm. I'm just, like, conditioned for that now? Sure. And you were like, well, does that mean you never truly, like, like that person? And I'm like, nah, I genuinely like that person, but I also am not going to spend all of this time trying to get over someone when it's not going to change the fact that it's over. Right. So just if it's over, accept that it's over and move on to the next. And that's, I think, also helped me in this because it's kind of funny. Like I I went on I was talking to this one girl and it was actually pretty cool. We went on a date. I messed up in the date. What did you do? I just got mad. I got way too drunk. And like, um, we know how that goes. Huh? Yeah, it was, it was literally <laughs> all her fries. It was literally, was that, it was literally that kind of night. No. Um, so, oh. so like, yeah, which literally the last time I had that kind of night was with you guys. So, I don't um, know what you're talking about, <laughs> he ate all her fries. <laughs> just yours. So um, but, but Chris anyways, so, so upset. Chris is still upset. <laughs> Those fries were like 379. Clearly. Yeah. clearly. Clearly, and I don't even remember how good they were. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so anyways, like, so we uh, we kept talking from that. We planned another date, but like right before we were gonna go on that date, she like texted me and was like, you know, after some thinking and stuff like that, I don't think that you know you're the right person for me right now or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's wild because you just literally. And I just literally told you I booked this reservation to this restaurant you wanted to go to. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, wish you the best. And then <clears throat> I got back on the app a couple of days later, met another girl that now I'm talking to. Right. And don't get drunk. Nah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't been. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but that other girl that said me I'm not the one for her or whatever. Yeah. I saw her at the place last night. With with this new girl. Uh-oh. And I was like, hey, what's up? She was like, oh. And then I checked on. She's already, she's already, like, she's been looking at all my stories on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Uh-oh. Even though, so I'm just like, it's like, for me, I'm just like, on to the next. You told me it's not going to work out. I'm not going to sit here and try to dwell, like, what, what could I do to fix this and all this kind of stuff. Did you like that girl? Yeah. I liked her a lot. I thought it was going to be real cool. But um, in my head, I'm like... There's certain ways to end things that make me be like, okay, maybe I could work on this. Yeah. If you gave a shot, it feels like, hey, this is something that's bothering me. Like, can, can like, it, th- and I don't know if I could be with you if it's like this. Okay, you're giving me a chance to give, you give me information. I can make a decision to change my behavior and like make this thing work out. Or I could be like, you know what, I'm just, this is who I am. Maybe it's not going to work out, right? Mm-hmm. If it's already like, you know what I'm thinking about, I don't think that, we should be together or I don't think that you're the right person for me. You've already made the decision in your head that you don't want to be with me. Mm -hmm. There's no point in me trying to like fix that. Mm -hmm. 
What, what do you think it was? Was it the drinking? No, I think it was more the way that we talked. And I think the for her past trauma and stuff like that, she's just barely getting back into dating. And, like, yeah. I think that the type of person I was was, like, a little much. Because I'm very direct and stuff like that. So. Oh, so you was, like, going crazy. No, I don't think so. I was just, like, I, I'm just, like, I tell people what I where I stand and stuff like that. So. Okay, I see. Well, I mean, sometimes some people like that, so. Yeah, some people are, you know. Okay. Um, well, with this new person, uh-huh. have you asked any of those questions or are you just living in the moment? Moment, for sure. She's asking a lot of those questions, though. How old is she? Uh, she's three years younger than me. Yeah, don't, yeah. Does she have kids? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, I see. That makes sense. But I, I think that age plays a part into a lot of this stuff too, mm-hmm. because of, you know, people are, people are typically if they're, you know, 30 to 36, 37, they're looking for that right. lifetime thing. And then once they hit that like 40 age, they're just like, ah, well, but you know, what's kind of funny is it depends because I think people also that are at that age that have been married and got divorced, they're not looking back to get married. Again. No. Yeah, it's true. And they're, but they they are looking for maybe stability in a relationship, but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily looking for kids or to be married again. Like they don't want that all the way that, but they want like the same type of maybe commitment without as much, like without the marriage title kind of right, thing. right. So I mean, I, from that. yeah, I've been noticed. I've noticed like uh, the spectrum because I'm I've just been dating every everything. I guess like all yeah, those kind of thing that's walking. No, I'm saying like people from different types of like scenarios right right so i've dated you know girls that are like in their late 20s yeah. they're on a different mindset than maybe somebody who's in their early 30s or somebody who's in their yeah late 30s, isn't it such a trip 40s. yeah they're like 27 and then at 31 it's like a whole different person whole different person especially depending on like their life experiences too so like um no kids to kids is much different yeah you know so even like a 31 year old with a kid is much different than a 34 year old without a kid yeah so that 31-year-old may not be looking for marriage or all that kind of stuff. The 34-year-old with no kids is most definitely looking for marriage. Yeah, most likely. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's interesting. It's just like it's great, especially for my type of mindset that's always, like, looking to learn about people and culture and, like, all that kind of stuff. It's been phenomenal. Do you only date black women? <laughs> it's been that way re- recently. In the past, like, 25 years? <laughs> <laughs> no, the past, like... <laughs> Maybe the past, like, since 2016. Oh. Okay. Because in college, it was mostly Indian, actually. Really? Yeah. But I was, I felt like I was coming, I was meeting more Indians. Now mm. I don't feel like I meet as many Indian people. And let there be a war, then. <laughs> a war? Yeah, you'll meet all of them. They'll come right on out. <laughs> That's just how it works. I've never met so many Ukrainian people in (laughs) 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 lately, but uh, interesting. Mm. Do you feel, do you feel tied to a specific race? Yeah. No? Mm. No, more culture than race. Culture. Mm. Chris, would you date a white person? Oh, shoot. I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, solely. <laughs> Actually, when I find I her good things, I'll always do, be with do, her. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I meant to say. Uh, Would you? Could you see yourself dating a non-black uh, person? Non-black person? Yeah. Oh, I have four. Well, I'm saying, like, seriously marry and stuff like that. Um, You know, I think if you asked me that six years ago, five years ago, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ask me right now, Uh-oh. probably you know, not. I think I think there's just some huge differences between it's a culture white, like white people and Caribbean people. Culture, right? Yeah, I think and it's culture more than like, race. No, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. I just think I just I just don't know. Like I, it, it maybe if if they were like the right person and it was cool, you gotta be cool. What if it's a white person from the Caribbean? They probably cool. Yeah, you know, you probably get it, and it's like, all right, right. You wash your hair every couple of days, you know, <laughs> it's fine. 
But, uh, you know, I'm th- I thoroughly am enjoying being with a person of color. That's like, it's key, right. you know? And I get to say black stuff, and no one's ever awkward. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's always a thing. You know, when you say you're, you're like, Hispanic stuff? Yeah. You know? And you're with somebody who just doesn't get it. And yeah. then they got to ask what, and then the what bothers you, right. just makes your shoulder twinge. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what do you mean, what? Yeah, that's exactly how I say it. Yeah. <laughs> I say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I get to say all my black stuff, and uh, and they're like, oh, I got that. I understood that. And it's like, oh, yay. And probably you could walk <laughs> you know into, me. <laughs> you guys walk into the same situation and probably feel the same thing, you know? Well, maybe. As far as like when it comes to cultural stuff, maybe. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that's important for sure. Yeah, my dad's always said that like I should be with a Haitian person because they'll get me, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like maybe. But that's only if you, I guess, identify uh, identify as like which I do. But Haitian I've also culture. been away from Haitian culture for thirteen plus years. Right. So I'm just kind of like it's still a part of me, of course, but I, it's not like my thing you know so i'm more just like a black caribbean mm-hmm. person and uh so long as you get the black part and you have respect for the caribbean part we cool right. I, don't, I don't really i don't need you to speak my language i'll teach you but french is something you know. yeah for me i've been so independent for so long mm-hmm. that my partner doesn't need to necessarily value and believe all the things that i believe you know because it's like i've been living this lifestyle my whole life by myself. Yeah. It's like, as long as you don't impede on my ability to be the way that I am kind of thing, then we should be cool. But I don't need mm. you to necessarily. See, so that's, that's a difficult thing. So let's say, um, have you ever dated somebody who's very religious? Um, not religious as much as spiritual. So religious is a whole different situation. Right. And, uh, that's why they say, you know, you got to be equally yoked. Somebody got to see God the same way that you see right. them or else it just is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had I've spoken to plenty of couples where it's like we don't. But it's just this black hole in their relationship where it's like you do you. I'm going to do me. We don't talk about it. And we also don't uh, we, we also don't like force our own thoughts. Onto onto them mm-hmm. until the kids get there. That's the problem. Because now how do you raise your kid? You know what I mean? Right. And you really have to be okay with it. To like one, it, It's almost better if one person's religious and one person is just not religious at all. Right. Because then, like, yeah, go to church with your mom. I don't care. Yeah. But if one person's Jewish and the other person's Catholic, mm-hmm. and then they're like, what are we doing? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Actually, no, that's, that, that actually is a good situation because one goes to church on Saturday and the other goes <laughs> But if one is, like, Kojic. <laughs> right. right, right, right. <laughs> nah, but it, yeah. is, it is a big thing. And I know, like, my parents, that's the biggest thing where their mindset is, like, you got to marry somebody who's Hindu and Indian because when your kids come, if they're not from the same culture, how are you going to raise them and stuff like that? But for me, it's like. Let the streets raise them. <laughs> But for me, it's like, well, I a lot of what what has influenced me is Hinduism and being Indian, clearly. But yeah. there's also a lot of other aspects to this world that's influenced me as well that are just as valuable to me. So that's why I feel like I could maybe the ideal person for me isn't necessarily just Indian, but maybe it is. I don't know. So would you marry a black person? Yeah. I'd marry any ethnicity or race. Even a white girl? Yeah, if, if it... You'd be making fun of me because I've talked to white girls before. And, ah. I made fun of you for talking to white girls? Yeah. No, I make fun of you for only being attracted to white girls. That's so far. Because I've never heard you ever say anything nice about a non-white girl My when girl it comes right to beauty. Not white. I know, it's the first one. That's, saying, that's and, not the and let's be and, and let's be honest, is she... What um, spectrum on the... She's mixed. With what? Black and white. Hmm. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> uh, what's up, mama? Mixed. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, we get a little touch that black man. Hey, 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 is, man. We just, we I'm sh- just saying. We season the whole fool, baby. It's not like he went all black. Let's just but, put it that way. Hey, man, I've talked to like African African girls before. I know, and I think they're gorgeous. But 
hey, just be with it. That I made my choice. You know, I said, you got a good soul. You might as well mate with mine. <laughs> but it's just funny Somebody that you try to call time. me out on something. <laughs> you you be calling me out. I told you. And, listen, and you made my listen, point. Listen, I find mad people attractive. I just do. I'm sorry. Sometimes there's a white girl with unwashed hair that just does it for me. You know, from afar. <laughs> I, just, I just look at you and I'm like, man. From a I, distance. Yeah, that's all right. You it know? Was just, there was a streak going on where it was very dominated by one race let's just let's just put it that way i don't know maybe in front of you that i mean yeah what you used to talk about with me maybe and that's where the jokes chris, came chris from. seen me with some latina girls too yeah yeah you know i've talked a little Spanish a couple. before i'm sure yeah no. back in 2002 no, no, no. he didn't talk two. spanish but he <laughs> spoke a little you know kumbaya back when we met i would have made those jokes nah, because I mean, back then you were very much into uh anything no, you needed it to have some melanin in it. Listen, I went through an experience with a white. And ever since then, I said, I don't know if I like a purebred. I just don't know. I like to look mm-hmm. for sure. From afar, cool. You know, I can acknowledge a pretty white person. I can't. That's where it ends, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think white women are attracted to me. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm only, yeah. So you're so fucking mean, dude. I mean, yeah, uh, of course. I mean, you know, well, I feel like whites have their specific thing, right? I like a white person. I like a black person. Here, red dad, I like a Latino, pretty Latino hey, person. Uh, no, nah, there's a lot of Indian guys that are married to white women. So I heard Ashkosh talk about this. Go ahead, one more time. Ashkosh. That's not a name. A S H K A A S H Akash Akash I've heard him talk about this. Yeah. Where he was like at a certain point in his life, and I don't want to misquote him, but I guess he was saying that. You don't mind misquoting his name, but you don't want to misquote I thought his name was Akash. (laughs) It sounds like you're clearing your throat. (laughs) (laughs) Do not make fun of the guy's name. (laughs) His name is Akash. Okay, his name is Akash. I thought it was Akash. Well anyway. Akash was explaining. <laughs> he was explaining how there are some Indian guys who they find more value in white people. Now I'm gonna tell you this: there are some Caribbean people who are the same. They and, find and more and value. With, uh, define what's that mean? So they like. There's a member in my family who, when I was with a white person, mm-hmm. they were like, "Yes, uh, you win," you know, because it was like. They you buy know, into that. Yeah, yeah. They're hierarchy. like, yeah, yeah. They were just into it, you know. And for me, I didn't feel like I won. Not, no, no disrespect to her or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just, I liked her. You mm-hmm. know, that's it. I, I don't really. It was only after that is when I started saying, I would like y'all from afar for the most part. But mainly, I never really cared that much. Mm-hmm. I was just, yo, I think you're attractive, black, white, Asian, whatever. So. Uh, he was speaking about that, about Indian people. When he was in college, uh, Indian p- male would literally give up the finest Indian woman for a pretty okay white person. Interesting. I, I don't think I've ever had that mentality. <coughs> well, maybe you're true to this, not new to it. Maybe what? You're true to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, I'm more into connection versus external beauty. I, well, are you going to be with somebody you don't think is pretty? Of course they're going to be a- attracted to me, but I think like... No, I didn't say that. I said, are you going to be with somebody you don't think is pretty? Probably not, but I but I don't think that would be the main thing. That would be like... What I'm saying is it's more likely that I would be with somebody who is not as pretty, but our connection and vibe and like personalities click more mm-hmm. than somebody who's extremely pretty that we have nothing in common for. I can't stand beautiful people. Was that, is that a shot at your girl? No, she's not beautiful. She's gorgeous. Hey, <laughs> with the save. Okay. Yo, That's the way, name. yo, you're, the way you define words, I still don't, I don't have that version of the web. <laughs> like I need, like, I need the Kelby version of the dictionary. Hey, buy it. It's online. Uh, $59.99. My thing is, beautiful people, for the most part, don't have personalities. Facts. Right? Facts. They, they just exist. 
They're walking around and they're waiting for somebody to be like, you look so good. What else are you useful for? You got to be able to hold a conversation. You do. Sure. You do. Mm-hmm. You can't just be a very good listener because I know you're not really listening. You're just trying to see yourself through my eyeballs. <laughs> I think a nice eight with a 10 personality is an 11. There you go. That's math. It's relationship math. That's what's a, the cutoff, though? What's the cutoff? What do you mean? A 10 personality, how level you go on the looks radar. Listen, man, where I am right now, I'm lucky enough. I got a ten and a ten. Boom. I don't know. If that's like where you know what I mean. Another save. Listen, man. I never <laughs> had to say nothing. This is be what it is. I speak facts all day. Period. Right. So when I say that, it's like sometimes you got to find a diamond in the rough. But every once in a while, you got to find somebody who's just got that that dope personality. Right. There's some girls out there that got everything you don't like, but their personality so dope. You're like, listen, I love you. Mm-hmm. So how much time we got, Chris? Uh, zero. But go ahead. Speak on it. Because this might this might go a minute. I don't care. All right, let's do it. We gonna give you that extra. We are not even gonna charge you on a Patreon. We gonna just keep it on this. All right. Damn, is that a so, shot of the cost? One day you just want to butcher right. his name again. <laughs> so, do you remember? Maybe this was like four or five months ago. You were talking about the type of women that you were attracting, and it was like. You were just like, all I could get her, you know, and it was people that you, f- you felt were very unattractive and you were like, why, why can't, why are only these type of girls feeling like one, they have a shot with me and two, like, these are the only type of girls that are attracted. Do you remember this? Probably because I always say you are what you attract. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my question is obviously we've, um, I haven't met your girl yet, but I've seen pictures of her. I've seen her, mm-hmm. you know, you literally were like two minutes away, right? What? Like she left and he came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, but I know she's gorgeous, right? And like from everything you've told me about her personality-wise, she seems like a really, really great girl. So what changed within you or what do you think, if you can't put your finger on it, like changed to where all of a sudden you were starting to attract girls that you were actually attracted to? So I'll say this. Last year was like a very polarizing year. Top of the year, first six months, it was just like that. You know, I was getting those, uh, you know, uh, um, hamburger looking, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was trying very, very hard not to use to like those type of terms. I just said women that you didn't find attractive. <laughs> Let me wait, 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 wait. Let me restate that. Hamburger. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about weight. I it wasn't talking about, about, about weight. It was just, they was not my thing. Hamburger. <laughs> I, I, I gave it to him in a gift wrap bucket. And he just couldn't, like, he just, he was like, you know what, Sunil? Fuck this rappy paper. Fuck this present. Yeah, burglars. Listen. Finish so anyway, your story. This Go is ahead. my truth. <laughs> this is gonna bite me in the butt. It really at some is. Point. <laughs> Let's edit this out. <laughs> you the editor. Yo, shit never gets edited out. Like <laughs> all that gets edited out is nothing. Like we just hear we should edit this out and then it just keeps going. <laughs> so anyways, go on. So people First half of the year, I think it was just about my self confidence. I was attracting things that my I projected. Okay. Second half of the year, and I still can't tell you exactly what happened, but it might have just been like I was just more consistent at the gym, eating right, feeling good, making money, all that kind of stuff just kind of cinched together. And I was attracting people that uh, that I was like, yo, these, y'all are dope. Yeah. Everybody's dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes life a little bit harder because you have all these great options. But like I always say, you are what you attract. So it may not be in looks. I think homegirl looks better than me, but I think my I think there's something inside of me that's 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 dope too, right. you know. And um, I I just think that uh, the best way to date in general is to be your absolute best self. 
eat right, exercise, drink the water, uh, make money. That's important. As a man, when you're making money, your confidence just changes. Sad. Everything just changes. You know, you could get anything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not because you buy it. It's mainly because if you're making money, that means that you're valuable to society somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So you start getting this swagger about yourself, and it changes who you are as a person. Not changes you to b- become someone else. It just elevates who you are to be your most so do you put, self. can you, because definitely within the last however many months, you your income level has grown. But even last year, you are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So it might not be strictly just the money. No, no, no. It's a mixture of all that stuff right. put together. And um, I also think it's a bit of age. Um, you know, when in your 20s, you, you either, you're on a, the, this spectrum of I'm I feel bad for myself I'm broke but maybe I look really good mm-hmm. and you have very low self-confidence or you have somebody who's like achieves things early on in life but they also like don't feel that great about how they look mm-hmm. so everyone is somewhere in the middle and they and they feel just like ugh, uncomfortable in their right. own body uncomfortable in their skin you may be successful but you don't feel good you may look good but you're not that successful all this stuff you know and then I think once you you hit 30 ish and you start changing the way you think about yourself. You're like, okay, look, here's here's the stuff I don't like about myself. Let me just go out and fix it. Mm-hmm. And you start prioritizing things. Another thing that I changed uh, was my style. Your what? My style, my clothing. Oh, okay. Um, I changed my whole closet. So before, I was always just a very cheap guy, and uh-huh. I still am. I used to just buy my clothes at Walmart mm-hmm. or at Target, but mainly Walmart. And I come to realize that the stuff didn't fit me that well. It would just, like, fit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's on me. But it doesn't, like, look good. And uh, I started going to other places that I, honestly, to be honest, I always thought I was just, like, too fat for those places. So I would go to Zara and H&M and all those places that I see skinny boys go to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let me just go see what they have in there. And I just started kind of changing my wardrobe. I also realized, like, this changes business as well. Uh, I decided when I go to a business meeting, I'm going to look like the person you want to work with. So I changed up my whole wardrobe uh, to just kind of feel my age and to just feel good in my own skin. And the moment I did that, so many people were just like, oh, you look really nice today. Or that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that, you know, honestly, when... few years ago people would always say this shirt doesn't properly fit you or this is like too big or it's like oddly too small or something like that like they all that stuff so i think i just made a conscious effort you started caring yeah about your appearance yeah uh even though i'm not very stylish Mm -hmm. as a person but i just kind of put in more effort yeah yeah just you know so all of that mixed together i also started taking time off a lot of work is cool but um, I started traveling. Life. Yeah, yeah, I started traveling. And um, when I was on those sites, like you and everything, mm-hmm. um, I used to have pictures that did okay. But I took a picture on a boat in Hawaii where I was, like, doing this, like, thumbs up look. And, boy, when I posted that picture on one of those sites, it was, like, I think I got, in one day, I got, like, eight matches. <laughs> like, I posted it in the very next day. And right. it was all that same picture. It was just so. me smiling on a boat. And so I just think that, again, all that stuff mixed together, eat right, exercise, take some time off, mm-hmm. go travel, go learn some stuff, go all the stuff, go try to be the best version of yourself as possible. And once I finally hit the, a peak of that, of like, I am finally becoming the best version of myself, another person comes around and they are what, they're like a spinning image, but a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you're like... Got it. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's what I think changed. Yeah, you start to focus on yourself more and your happiness versus mm-hmm. being desperate uh, for, t- for a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though maybe desperate was the wrong word back then, I think you were, like, searching for some kind of companionship versus finding, like, your happiness within you. Yeah. You really do. F- when I, I joke around on the podcast, on the podcast 
platform on Instagram, MOI Podcast. You follow us. And I always write as a caption, fellas, focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. Yeah. If you focus on yourself and you just like, you know, tap, put your toe into the water over there. Just see. They will let you know if you're ready or not. Right. They will. Because they'll eventually, like, if you notice that girls are just coming around and leaving and you're always not the right guy for them, mm-hmm. well, maybe, maybe you got to go focus on yourself for another six right. months. Go exercise. Go drink some water. Go this. Go that. Just go figure it out. You know, so that's that's another thing I think. The streets will tell you. I've noticed also like <clears throat> when I've when I get to a point where others or even female opinions of me don't affect me, that's when I'm usually at my peak of uh, attractiveness too. And what I don't mean it does I don't care about it. It doesn't affect me. So I could hear somebody's criticism of me and it doesn't affect me in this negative like depressive like all of a sudden I start feeling victim, like I'm a victim, like, oh, I'm not good enough, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, when, I, when I'm when i at a point where my confidence is like, I could hear the criticism or hear somebody be like, you know what, I'm not really that into you and it doesn't phase me, mm-hmm. like, that's when I'm also attracting the most quality as well. Yeah. It, that self-confidence mm-hmm. is something else. Yeah. Um, last week, one of my coworkers was talking to me, and she's dating a white guy. And, uh, you know, every day he's, like, having some kind of... What is she? Uh, Mexican. Okay. And uh, every day he's, like, I'm just so anxious and have anxiety and this and that. I was like, stop talking to this guy. <laughs> That's it's, it. it. The thing is, he, he's sitting there dealing with all this stuff and trying to deal with you. He's not in a position yet where if he has crippling anxiety every day and you're new to his life, I understand if you were dating for 10 years and this is something that y'all are used to, Mm -hmm. but this is a guy that you're bringing on to your life. You can't just be bringing on any old baggage to your life because what, they're cute? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, down the line, that's going to create more problems. Oh, for sure. What kind of father is that person going to be? You know, somebody who gets to that extent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who's just just by themselves. Well, work is giving me such anxiety. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, I get it. But what's your solution to that, bro? Like you're just going to be play victim once again, going back to society. I don't know. Maybe he has a mental disorder. It could be. But either way, even then, I'm not saying like whatever the problem, there's genuine problems. But what are you doing to solve it versus just complain about it? Mm. Like, you know, I I remember. I had this one mentor who anytime somebody would like vent about a problem or something like that, he would always not without sugarcoating or whatever, just tell them exactly what um, their issue is and like give them a solution regardless of like how uh, abrupt or how stern it was and kind of stuff. And then um, he was like, and then I would ask him, I was like, yo man, like, you know, why don't you guys, why don't you just let these guys, like, just kind of get it off their chest or vent? And he's like, he's like, Sunil, what does venting do? And he was like, I was like, well, you know, sometimes when people get it on off their chest, um, you know, they feel better. He's like, then what happens? And I was like, I don't know. They forget about it. He's like, exactly. He's like, the problem with venting is it's a way to get to feel better without changing anything the initial issue that caused you to have this problem, I want them to feel that. So they actually f- have that feeling and change the th- what they need to change to make sure that that situation doesn't happen again. But if I allow them to vent and just get it off of their chest, they're going to forget that they felt this way because they feel better and they're going to continue to have the same problem down the line. So he's like, if anybody ever starts venting to you, Sunil, you shut that shit down. And he was talking about this from a business standpoint. But I was looking, thinking about it. I was like, that's absolutely correct. You know, sometimes we, we say, oh, we just need to get it off our chest. But then that problem continuously will come because if you continue to do the same things and expect different results, you know, that's the definition of insanity. So, I mean, obviously that's an extreme version of it. But um, but there is something to be said, like you were talking about, of just like you just got to change things. You can't just constantly just think about the problem and just mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this issue and just vent. Okay, I feel better. Thanks for listening to me. Mm-hmm. No, well, 
did you solve anything versus mm-hmm. just say something about it? You know what I mean? Was your mentor um, Rasputin? <laughs> no. I don't get the reference. <laughs> I'll let the listeners get on that. Um, well, that's the tr- that's the ulti- ultimate truth, I think, for men. Now I have a question for you. Yes. Why do you have a beard? <laughs> I know it's a random question, <laughs> but why? I don't know. I like it. I like the look. Because I'm starting to see that other bald men have are going clean shaven or goatee. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do that? I used to be clean shaven with bald head. Really? Yeah. You didn't like it? Um, I like the beard better. It seems I to be dislike it, but I like the beard better. It seems to be the trend that's going around now. To be now, clean shaven? N- I'm seeing it. I'm starting to see it pop up. But that leads me to my next thing. Um, dad bods. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see that ladies loving dad bods. Do you think you would just work out like once a week just to make sure your dad body is just like key? Um, I think ideally I would like to be more fit. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that I think I'm in a, a position where I still have the frame of like when I was like bigger, like muscular. Mm. So it, it, I've noticed like where my the way I view myself is not the way women view me. How do they see? Like I'm strong. I'm like. They're like, oh, I'm so. Uh, it was so nice that you're like big and you're strong and like I didn't realize how strong you were and stuff like that. They be telling you that? Yeah. Oh, Lee. And then in my mind, I'm like, this is the worst shape I've ever been in. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but in their mind, they're like, uh, like I, I was just telling the guy, I was like, yeah, I know, I'm a little chubby right now. They're like, you're not chubby. I'm like, what are you guys talking? <laughs> like, are we seeing the same person? <laughs> like, do you think you have body dysmorphia? No. I don't think so, but I don't, I wouldn't look at myself and say I'm extremely healthy in the mm-hmm. sense like I have extra weight that I could lose for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely could be like, I've definitely been more muscular in the past and stuff like that. But I also know I'm not like terribly unfit either. I think ladies like size yeah. nowadays. Like that's the new thing, beard and size. Mm-hmm. So before, uh, when I was skinny, skinny. When you guys met me, well, mm-hmm. when you met me, I was skinny, skinny, yeah. skinny. But when and you were cut. Yeah. Uh, but I was all, I was just skinny at the mm-hmm. time, and I was trying to gain weight. When Christmas met me, I, I had a little bit more muscle on me. But um, come to find out, some years later, everybody's like, oh, man, I'm so glad you're over that face. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's cer- I think it's certain women feel that oh, way. Oh, aunties? No, I think it's like... I think that certain women, I think most women obviously love being like feeling safe mm-hmm. and protected. Um, I think there's certain women that do like the very fit six pack, you know, no body fat, that, that type of under person. 33 age wise. That is interesting. I think it also depends on the girl's fitness level. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's a lot of girls that are over 33 that are like super fit, super fit yoga, like, you yeah. know, yeah. Then they, I, I'm a vegan. I eat a clean lifestyle. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't think that they would necessarily could be with somebody. Not maybe because of the way they look, but just the lifestyles would be different. Like, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, some years ago, there was this lady I met her. She's very fit lady. Very everything she eats is vegan. Mm-hmm. She eats plants all day, and uh, she was married at the time. She was always kind of looking at me a little way. And I used to always think, like, I don't know if she flirted with me or not. but uh. So I saw her somewhat recently. She told me she got divorced. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm telling this story. But uh, so she came up to me. I said, oh, how's your husband? She said, I ain't with him anymore. We divorced. I said, oh. <laughs> and she started looking me up now. I was like, uh. Uh, I'm now, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. So I saw her quite a few times, all within the span of like one month. Mm-hmm. So the first time I saw her, she was like, she texted me, like after I saw her, and was like, oh my gosh, it was so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so many years. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, I don't know how to take this. So one of her friends texted me, and was like, did you see Homegirl? I was like, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, I saw her. And they were like, you know, she is my man. And I was like, what did you just say? She, she's like, you know, interested. Oh, okay. And she has a kid and everything too. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? 
Huh. So I saw her again, like, the following week. Now, I didn't go see her. We were just working on the same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I saw her, and she's, like, telling me about her kid and all that stuff. And she lives a very vegan lifestyle and all that stuff. I was like, bro, I be eating the face off of meat, off of chickens, beef, steak, uh-huh. all that stuff. I eat the face. And she was like, you know, I don't really care about that stuff. Interesting. I said, I said what is what what, 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 what you mean? <laughs> she was like, yeah, you know, I don't really care. Like, that's what I do. But honestly, for you, I would buy you. If you want a burger, I'll, I'll buy it for you. All this stuff. She I, wanted the meats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she wanted a season case of meats. And she wanted that Anderson pack. Holy. <laughs> so I had to eventually tell her, like, hey, look, you know. Grateful that you think I'm alright, but I can't do that at the moment, you know, because it was like five days of five different days mm-hmm. of, you know. So the, the very last the time signs. I saw her, she was like, you, she like t- touched my chest, you know, when girls do the little circle on your chest, they uh-huh. twirl your one chest there. Yeah, she was like, well, when I'm, <laughs> well, I know you got a lot of things, but. Uh, <laughs> She was like, so when am I going to see you? You know, we should, we should hang out outside of work and all this stuff. I was like, bro, look, okay, I got to tell you this. But that just goes to show you, she's 40-ish, uh-huh. you know, and she was she's all about that fit lifestyle. And I'm into the fitness, but I don't look like it. Right. And so for her, she was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I just like that you're big and you're black and you're funny. You don't. So I had to, I had to let. You know, I had to let her know what the situation was. Right, that you engaged. Facts. And I'm getting a BBL. Right. Are you getting? Another one. On top of this one? Listen, I'm trying to be fine as hell, okay? Dang. You know what I mean? You're really trying to get into the Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to make that. That movie, relax. <laughs> you really trying to make $2,500 off of Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. But that's how I was just going to tell you. <laughs> he ain't trying to get blacklisted from Tyler Perry studio. <laughs> I love Tyler Perry. I just watched Gone Girl. You ever seen Gone Girl? Is that the new Medea movie? No. Oh, my God. You really are hurting Chris right now. <laughs> Not knowing Gone Girl. Gone Girl fired a lot. So, yeah, I had to let her know. But it was just a quick moment of me realizing, like, these fitness girls don't give a crap anymore. I see a fitness girl at the gym. Her husband looks like Barney. He looks awful, right. but he's just up in there making sure he got the right pictures, got the camera phone, everything else. So I just don't think they care as long as you're not sloppy fat. See, I think it's a difference. I think Plus, it, you got to have that charisma, you know what I mean? For sure. And you got to also know that every relationship is an happy relationship. Is is an unhappy is relationship? not a happy relationship. That's true. Most people are unhappy. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you settle for convenience mm-hmm. and comfort. Over what you actually were looking for. Hmm. And a lot of people cheat, man. A lot of people cheat. Are you wired like one of those guys where like when you're in a thing, you just stop cheating or you don't cheat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like that. I'm I, and I, I, even when I'm talking to somebody, I'm not I can't it's talk hard to, to think people. Of, yeah, it's hard to think about other people. Yeah. So that's why, like, maybe that also buys into why I just I'm able to, like, not get too attached also is because. I'm used to just putting my focus on one person, and then if it doesn't work, then I move on to somebody else type of thing. But I'm mm-hmm. never, because, and this is something that's recent for me because, um, because in in the past, like I've dealt with so many girls that have had dudes in the background, mm-hmm. or like had situations, situationships that we were when I started talking to them that just always lingered, or like yep. they had that as a backup. You were plan, never so. number one. Well, I was number one, but. There was a number two and number three. That's you know what I mean? Like, that's so it, that's the thing. Like, even if it wasn't like an active thing, it was always like something that they could go back to. I'm never a fan of that. Yeah. I actually stopped talking to a girl because she told me she had multiple other people. Yeah. And I just thought it was gross. Yeah. You know, I don't care if a girl's been with a lot of men. Like, you know, if you've hooked Before, up or yeah. whatever, I don't care. But at the same time, nah, nah. Well, for me, it's like if I'm talking to somebody who's actively talking to a bunch of people, I'll, I'll, I'll. Eject yourself, yeah. I'll bow out because I'm like, one, you can't give me the type of energy to really see if we have a chance. And two, I don't, like, to me, I I can only 
give my 100% to one person. I can't give 100% to five people. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's very hard. All right, you guys want to end on a meditation? Sure. What a day. I hope that everybody out there is taking good care. If you are out there in the streets, always make sure you wear protection. And with that being said, follow our Instagram page. Follow us everywhere we go. (laughs) And we're going to end on a meditation. Uh, I'll see you guys. (laughs) Not what I was expecting. I'll see you guys. This has been the Men on the Internet Podcast.